than me. <laughs> Look at you. Thank you. You got, you got a, a part in your hair. You got you got the acoustic tiles. You got the articulating microphone. I feel like I'm with Joe Rogan, only better looking. Oh, you. Paul, your, your stunning looks never cease to take my breath away. It's, well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate your good taste. I, I, I am sure about that. You're a sexy, <laughs> sexy, sexy man. For everybody <laughs> listening, all the new listeners, this is my buddy Paul Whitcomb, first episode, episode 96, and uh, the rest is history. And uh, we haven't spoken in a while, entirely all on my behalf, my fault. But uh, yeah, man, I feel like there's enough going on with UFOs right now and with mm-hmm. potential Chinese aggression that it's there's really no one person I talk about UFOs and China aggression with more than you. That's right. So I figured why the fuck not? It's um <laughs> right right now. How have you been, man? I can't I can't how have you been? I've been doing just great. There's got we've got this T V show that's kind of taking off and been going into the city to film that and um, just it's just starting to, to get get a footing and trying to come up with the material and it, it's it's a a lot it's a lot but it's a lot of fun too. That's insane. Yeah, you're for again for everybody listening. Paul's a Chicago outfit history buff. He's got a, a website, Kings Killers, right? Kings Killers and Clowns. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Facebook, which is just always kind of catches me off guard because i get on and i'm just kind of mindlessly scrolling through pictures of like cousins and cousins kids and then it's like and then it's like a black and white photo of a dude with a bullet between his eyes and it's like (laughs) it's like such and such a mob boss found in a freezer and it's like oh jesus but uh (laughs) yeah man tell me about your uh tell me about your tv show because you you started talking with some friends and it's kind of spiraled off wildly and successfully right well, it has. It started. You know, you started it all. Oh, stop it. No, it's true. Stop it. Um, you spotted a post I had put on Reddit about my involvement with John Wayne Gacy's execution. Mm-hmm. Then you and I started to talk. And from there, uh, some other people reached out. We started doing the Facebook page about the Chicago Mafia. And uh, then we started working with a TV producer who reached out to us and said, hey, you guys are doing this. It could be fun. So we started producing a TV series called Inside the Chicago Outfit. And right now it's on what's called VPod TV, which is a local Chicago broadcast station. And it's also on Roku. Mm -hmm. And it's coming on Hulu, Apple TV, and YouTube. Big Dick Energy, Paul Whitcomb. Big, big, huge. Swinging, swinging past, huge, the biggest, swinging <laughs> past the knees. The it's, biggest big. The biggest. I'm not sure which topic we should go into because right now, and I've said it, I've, uh, I, I always give credit where credit's due, the Biden administration's specific deterrence initiative, which is ringing th- a chain of islands three deep in the Pacific with ground-based uh, nuclear-tipped missiles that mean we're throwing out the I think it's IN inter, intermediate missile yeah. treaty INMT where you don't have intermediate you basically you only have ICBMs and, and SLBMs these little ones were kind of the ones that were that could be completely incorrect that they were going to put on Cuba that we put in Turkey the Pershing yeah 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 exactly and yeah. Uh, big dick energy and <laughs> we're we're ringing them on islands three island chains deep in the Pacific against China. 
and it's uh, the Pentagon's like $27 billion initiative to contain China, which I mean, you know me, there's not much I love more than containing China. Containing China, yes. Other than UFOs and what the fuck else is going on right now. Tic Tac, that's old news. That is now, old news. Now we have uh, UAPs of, uh, of, of pyramid-shaped UAPs apparently – not harassing, but maybe coming in close to some U.S. destroy. They're always fucking with the Navy. Yeah, it seems like they are. I don't know if they're the Iranians or uh, or what they are, but they certainly do love those destroyers. They do, and apparently Lou Alzondo, who you know, he's he always says he was the head of the ATIP program, I believe A A T I P. Um, and people have kind of been attacking his credibility lately. So recently, within the, like, the last week. Senator Harry Reid, who started ATIP and OSAP, they're all different names for just studying UFOs. Yeah. Yep. Senator Harry Reid put out an actual like public, you know, letterhead, everything, signed it, basically saying Lou Elizondo is of the highest credibility and he has not said anything that's false. And Lou Elizondo always prefaces his uh, statements with I'm not a spokesperson for the Pentagon, but then goes on to say everything about the Pentagon. And it keeps coming in again and again. True that originally he said there was an ATIP program and the Pentagon said it didn't exist. And then they came out and said it did exist. Now he's saying about, I know I'm rambling, but he said that uh, there was another article. I think I sent it to you. And it was it was kind of not really, didn't really make the circles. Pentagon acknowledges it is testing recovered wreckage. Lou Alzondo came out and said that there is another video of the pyramid UAPs that's not way off in the distance and, you know, recorded on a potato. He said 55 feet from the fighter pilot's cockpit, which mean, which can only mean they've got it in like 4K HDR. Right. So I don't know, you know, I might actually pass out from the blood flow to my erection because are we going to contain China? Or are we going to talk UAPs? Or are we going to use UAPs to contain China? No, oh, now you're on to something. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good thing I I'll had pants what, on this episode. No, I came across something about about China that I think is, is answers the question of what, yeah. what we're going to do if China moves on Taiwan. And I did not realize this. I'm sure you do because you're much more up on this than I am. But what is it that's in a worldwide shortage it is absolutely essential to dominating the digital future. Rare Advanced semiconductors. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And where are advanced semiconductors made? Taiwan. You've got essentially, you know, three companies that make them, Intel, Samsung, and TCP um, in Taiwan. So Ooh. the world's most advanced semiconductor factory just happens to be sitting in Taiwan. Now, do you think for one second that we would allow the People's Republic of China to get their hands on that, being that's the sole area where we maintain an undisputed lead is an advanced semiconductor manufacturer? No, I do not. I don't see us allowing that. I don't either. So if they decide to invade, which they seem to be really interested in lately, um, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna are we gonna take out that factory or? Ooh, ooh, do we? Yeah, or do we? Yeah, do we hit the factory? Do we hit the factory and blame it on the Chinese? Uh, ooh, now uh, you, 
I've been watch- I haven't watched the movie yet, JFK. I know I need to, but I've been watching a clip from it where it's like, you know, you are you saying Oswald killed our, uh, our commander in chief? And he's like, I'll do you one better. He didn't even pull the trigger. And he's like, we're through the looking glass. We got to start thinking black is white and white is black. Yes. And that's what I keep thinking of. It's like I'm, I'm trying to just think less like you and me. We're rah, rah, America. And it's like that's dated. The whole soldiers storming Okinawa. That's dated. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's dated. Mm-hmm. It's a so you, you want Stuxnet is right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that that fucking just. The, they just the, redid it, didn't they? Well, I, I don't know, but it was a, for everybody listening. It was a digital virus that we put in via thumb drive, picked up by an Iranian nuclear facility worker, and I think 2011, it went in. This thing was advanced as fuck. It spun the centrifuges far faster and destroyed all of the container, or I guess you yeah, the little containers with the with the enriching uranium at the mm-hmm. same time, feeding false feedback signals to the operators of the machine, saying, "Yeah, everything's hunky dory." It'd be like if it took over your car. And your car read 40 miles an hour, but you're clearly doing 200. Just beautiful. Yeah. Destroy the Iranian facility. I love it. I was, and they just did it again, buddy. They, they just did it again. They shut off all the power at that facility. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. I know. So it's like Stuxnet version two. Re, Stuxnet redo. Stuxnet redo. <laughs> Summer 2021. <laughs> Coming to an <laughs> Coming to a contraband nuclear facility near you. Allahu Akbar! Stuxnet redo. It's uh, <laughs> now on Disney Plus. But it, so I was reading about something else that we never actually used, and it was uh, under the Obama administration we had it developed. Is uh, something called Nitro Zeus. And Nitro yeah. Zeus, aside from being the name of a Transformer, because I'm an adult and I cite Transformers movies, it was apparently something that was. It was another level of Stuxnet. And what it would have done is, I think we actually had released it into Iran and never had to use it. And it might still be there. But it said every, like every SAM site, every radar system, every power line, we could have, if, if they tried to kind of go one step, you know, after Stuxnet happened and they were like, oh, fuck this, this is war, we could have just, and they're, no EMP blast, just right. everything's shut down. Right. right. Which has me thinking that there are just these other levels of we're through the looking glass now. <laughs> what is going what I don't think it's gonna be if you and I, despite us being wildly intelligent and just unbelievably handsome, you know, that's right. that's why Paul and I have to do these from undisclosed locations. The, Our share. It's oh, it's yeah. Considering we have, how gifted we've been, it. I, thank you. It's about time I had someone else that had the same level of uh, egotistical narcissism as me. But it's. But at the same time, we're extraordinarily humble. The most humble people you ever fucking meet. We are the most humble people. And I'm not trying to toot our own horns, but so so unbelievably humble that we. It's it's so humble that we actually have another to level. another yeah. level through the looking glass humble. It's. Yeah. Black is white and white is black. <laughs> Everybody listening to this just tuned out. Like, who are these douchebags? It's um, but I don't think it's going to be as, despite us being so intelligent, I don't think it's going to be whatever you and I propose. You know, is China going to move on Taiwan with some? In my mind, I have it as like these D-Day era uh, troop transports coming in, and America comes in with air support, and it's like I don't think that's. I think that's how we fight in Iraq because we can do whatever we want. 
Right. I don't think that's how we're fighting uh, China. I think if something happens, you're not even going to know it happened. You're not even going to know it was us. Like something might have already happened and we don't know. Does that make sense? Sure. It makes a lot of sense. And, and of course, they have the, 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 the Taiwan Strait to get across. And I just don't think that the American 7th Fleet nuclear submarines are going to allow that to happen. No, it's I, I don't. Fuck. Excuse me. Um, yeah, because there's there's the precedent, right? It's the domino theory, which led to Vietnam or Korea, Vietnam. But then it's also are we coming to blows, right? Is this, is this not Vietnam and Korea? Is this, do we go back even further? Do we, is it, is it Berlin? Is it them cutting off Berlin and they're going to utilize starvation and we do the air bridge. And it was the first confrontation that we sidestepped in the cold war, right? It's much more like Berlin because it's not a proxy war like Mm -hmm. Vietnam and Korea. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, we came in to clean up the French and, and, and Korea and, mm -hmm. In Vietnam, we were fighting a proxy war, but this would be direct, man. This would be tit- direct. Yeah. Two titans. Just, it's, it, I don't know. Are, do, are we going to see an Indo-American alliance on the level that we haven't seen since, like, World War II, America, UK? It's interesting you say that because there's a novel called 2134 where China launches World War Three by attacking Taiwan they lob some nukes, we lob some nukes, and India just sits back, lets us destroy each other, and then emerges as the dominant world power. And it's a real interesting novel if you haven't read it. I think my buddy Josh Newman actually sent it to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's written by a brigadier general. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sent it. I haven't read it yet. But yeah, no, it's well, – you always got to think. And then would that mean that was India that actually set it off, knowing that we'd pit each other, pit against each other? But I think – it's so again it's like whatever you and i are discussing they have war gamed in the bowels of the pentagon since black yes. and white tv so i almost think that there's no escape escape clause where they don't let another it wasn't that the sum of all fears germany pits us and the soviet union against each other so that yeah. it can emerge it's like it's not a new idea right so i think it's probably in all of my military expertise it's probably something like there is no outlet for other countries it's everyone's tied in so it's no one even dares to do something like that because there is no we destroy each other everyone's dead everybody well i can't imagine how that india wouldn't be adversely impacted by a war (laughs) exactly um, they already had come to blows every now and then that Mm -hmm. last time we talked they just had their first shooting war in a long time right yeah a little border skirmish and they it kind of fizzled out thank god it fizzled out because oh oh, yeah but it's you know i i don't i don't know it's because if they take taiwan and we don't do anything Mm -hmm. i mean that's us showing our our stomachs that's us showing our throats yeah, kind of like when we didn't do anything when Russia took Crimea. Yeah, Crimea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How do you say that? Um, it's a, yeah. It's now do when you get up into those upper levels of just like Joint Chiefs of Staff. I mean, do they? You know, they're war gaming. They're not putting the little pieces on the maps anymore. You know, this is just all supercomputers. Every possible outcome. Yes, a hundred thousand different. What's going on? Is something like Crimea, is that something where, like, they wargamed it in a supercomputer with, like, 85% certainty said, 
if you confront, it will lead to global thermonuclear war. If you don't, there's a there's a 99% chance it won't. And is it something where it's like the overall national security is protect America yeah. and allowing them to take Crimea, although making us look like bitches, not me and Paul, but everybody else in America. Everyone else. Everyone else. I mean, no, Every no, 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 Putin would acknowledge us. He'd say, you know, America, you soft pussies, bullet going down get again. You know, we'd say, what up, Putin? But, um, but then the ultimate thing is, is it's you'd rather look weak and sacrifice Crimea if ultimately it meant that the nation survived, which is how things work now. It's not World War One. It can escalate. And it takes, I think, four or five minutes for, for an SLBM to go from the Atlantic to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So, so 300 seconds. Within 300 seconds, thermonuclear war can be on the table. You betcha. Like, we've been talking for 16 minutes we could be in a third wave of thermonuclear war since we started recording. It's absolutely right. And, and the, the thing is that, that uh, semiconductor plant mm-hmm. cannot fall into the Chinese hands. You know what they do, Tommy, they reverse engineer. That's mm-hmm. the Chinese, that's their whole, <laughs> the basis of their industrial base is, Hey, we're going to buy stuff from you and then we're going to reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have our people infiltrate your institutions Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I had a really shitty, corny joke about, you know, the long march in the institutions. I had a guest, Claire Lopez from the CIA, teach me about apparently it's something from like the Communist Manifesto. It's like to infiltrate the West. It's called the long march mm-hmm. where you go in and you start getting teaching positions in the 70s and it takes 50 years for it to finally start paying off. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking that, you know, Nike being all woke but also employing slave labor to sew their stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. They should make, they should make new running shoes that are capable of holding up during a long, march. long march. air, long March, air, long March, air, <laughs> air Mao. Yeah. It's, it's cheesy, but I want, I want it to be on record that it's my joke. And I uh, like it. I really like you. it. Yeah. yeah. It's like Colin Kaepernick and it just says like ready for a long March. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Nike would do that. I wouldn't it's, be surprised if they did that. They, you know, they withheld those shoes with the American flag on them yeah, last summer. Yeah, but yeah. They'd probably go for this okay. You know, I think I might almost I might almost support that boldness. If they just came out and they were like, hey, you need shoes for a long march, leather sandals don't work. That's right. Birkenstocks <laughs> aren't going to cut it. Stocks aren't going to do it. If you need a long march through the institutions to overthrow... I might. I don't know if I'd buy them, but I would respect it. I would respect that bold marketing campaign. <laughs> kind of like that rapper that made the Satan shoes. That was oh, very bold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's very bold. Drop a human blood in every soul. Man, if that's not the the and I know this is just me and Paul, two white guys, pearl clutching. How dare we? And it's like no one bats an eye. The drone strikes every day is in weddings. We, you know, it's it's definitely selective outrage. Like we have to be aware of our oh yeah biases. oh for sure that being said yeah man if that's not like a, an overton window towards just like the degradation of society there's human blood in every shoe and it's like that it's like the drag queens dressed as like satanic angels reading to kids yes. in libraries and it's like this is christ weeps <laughs> <laughs> well to nike's credit they sued and stopped that whole debacle so they at did? least they have some standards yes they did they went right to court Wait, and were, these, stopped, uh, were these nike shoes 
they were Nike shoes, but they were customized by Lil Nas X or however yeah, you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by his company okay. without Nike's permission. Okay. So Nike right away jumped on that. Now, was Nike jumping on that because of moral standards or are they mad that they weren't cut into the loop? Yeah, I'm sure it was the latter. Maybe that uh, is where they draw the line. Well, right. It's it's amazing when you consider that that guy started making Nikes by pouring rubber on a waffle iron back in Portland, Oregon, and hey, man. And, and look at him now. Hey man, it's it's right. That, well, every everything starts out a little a little innocent. I mean, hell, Boeing makes nuclear missiles. You know, right, right. <laughs> Goes from like you know, I ain't going if it ain't Boeing. Right. Now it's like now it's like hypersonic reentry vehicles with a nine megaton warhead, and it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh. Well, I sent you that article about the hypersonic yeah. missiles beyond the destroyers. So yeah. that's that's a we started talking about this a year ago. Mm-hmm. And here, all of a sudden, here it is. Now, do you think that they are going to be debuting it, or do you think these things already fucking exist and they're already out there? I don't think anything makes popular mechanics that hasn't already been tested. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so just, it it so. For what I learned is I, I did kind of have my own like mental fart thinking, like, why are these so destabilizing? You know, hypersonics is Mach 5 and above. Mm-hmm. But reentry vehicles, which we've had since the 50s from ICBMs, going Mach 23. Like, yep. what's, the, what's the hubbub? And I didn't realize this, is that reentry vehicles, there's only so much variation between where they're going right. to hit. They can target... But I mean, basically, if it's once it's on a certain trajectory, yep. I mean, you can predict it and you know it's going to land within this area. So it's much right. more like throwing a softball and you know where it's going to hit. Right. The parabolic course is mm-hmm. set. Yeah, exactly. It's Newtonian physics. But with hypersonics, not only do they not need to go in orbit, so it's much harder to see coming over the, the horizon, but they are, you can be aiming at one ship. And then veer to the right and go hit Shanghai. Yes. And it's how how do you fight that? And it's that's the destabilizing nature of them. Yes. We know China is developing them. I think they're called Dong Dong Feng. Or- yes, but that's a ballistic missile, isn't it? Isn't that a ballistic anti ship missile? I thought it was a I thought it was a hypersonic ground based. Yeah, but I think it's ballistic. In, in other words, what does it, that it, mean? Well, I think it, it actually leaves the atmosphere and returns. Oh, I don't That's know. That's why it has that, like, thousand-mile range or something. Okay. I'm not sure, Tommy. You would know better than I would. No, I, I, I wouldn't. So it's – that might be – okay, so maybe that's not the same, the same danger of a, you know, pop-up, go vertical, and then just zoom out like a, you know, like a – okay – like a hypersonic cruise missile. It's not that. Right, right. That's that's much more dangerous, I okay. think. Yeah, right, because hypersonics, right, we we launched those against, wasn't that in, it wasn't in like the 93? Didn't we shoot some of those during Desert Storm? And it's like, Oh, I think we did, yes. Yeah, and like people, there are reports of like, uh, there are reports of people who lived in the land between the, the ships and where they hit. Yes, and they were talking about how like they were out on their porch drinking red wine or something, and you could see them streaking at night. Just see, Ugh. but it was. I mean, 
from horizon to horizon. I mean, because these things could take up to an hour or two. I think I might be wrong, but I think it was like an hour or two flight time. Like these aren't these aren't hypersonic. Like those were. So I think the idea comes is to have that sort of close to the ground, but hypersonic. That's the destabilization aspect. Yes, and I just I just checked the, the okay. Dong thing it is a medium range ballistic missile. So does that that means okay. Yeah, and it's for meant for destroying carriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their carrier killer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so. That's another thing I always think of is like they they we talk these up as these carrier killers, right? One of these hitting can destroy a carrier, which sure is terrifying. But again, I doubt it. Though. I, I I don't think you could sink a carrier with a single missile. It's that's I don't just what unless it's nuclear. That, that's just. Yeah, well, that, that's the, that's the, my point is like, well, we've had nuclear – I mean, we had nuclear-tip torpedoes. They had nuclear-tip depth charges. ASROC and SUBROC and all yeah, that stuff. Like they yeah. Had, yeah, they had – yeah, we've had this stuff for decades. Yeah. You know, it's – it's I, I've brought it up several times, but there's this funny, like, Onion article from 2005. And it's just mm-hmm. like one paragraph long, but it's it's just some guy, and he goes, "Yeah, you know what?" He goes, "World War Three will be fascinating because it will be several hours of just the most fantastic conventional weapon buildup. We'll see all the classified stuff come out before it finally just turns to thermonuclear before the, the first day is out. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. will have a couple hours of just beautiful, you know, who knows what. And that's kind of what this feels like. Is like." So let's say they shoot a carrier killer at us and we knock it out of the sky and we shoot a hypersonic at them and they knock it out of the sky. So we use a, a laser from space to hit something from them and they use a, you know, they use a, I think it's what Annie Jacobson calls a wicked weapon. They use like a satellite missile to take out. Set. I mean, we, we're going to play this game for a couple hours before we're finally like, fuck this. <laughs> Somebody says it's time. Somebody's going to say we're American, and they're going to just go, uh uh, turn the keys, and there's just going to be megatons raining from orbit, which we perfected 70 years ago. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that's not what really happens, but once they shoot on a carrier, boy, that's crossing the Rubicon. That's, that is, that is commitment. Mm-hmm. It is. That's, that's the end right there once they fire on a carrier. Because you can't well, not respond. No, no American president is going to turn the other cheek on that. Truly no one. As much as I shit on Biden, no, he would. I don't think his generals would let him. I don't think they would confer with him. I, 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 I agree. That's it. That's it. The moment that happens, it's, it's over with. Yeah. And you know we've got the those uh, George Washington modified sub submarines that carry the, the cruise missiles. You know they're sitting off the coast oh, yeah. of China just oh, waiting yeah. to launch you know, a barrage of tomahawks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think we absolutely have an orbital based weapon. It would just be it would have to be so beyond classified because it just shatters every treaty. And if it became declassified, all future treaties we signed would be voided because no one would trust us. Right. 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 It's what Annie Jacobson calls a born black program. And it's the Manhattan Project. It was we were going to announce it because eventually you have to. When you detonate Mm -hmm. one over Hiroshima, you kind of got to own up and be like, that was us. Oh, what was that? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) What is that? That is fantastic. You know, it's like, but there are other programs that, well, you wouldn't know because no one would ever confirm one because they're, but what Born Black means is it's me and Paul get together 
And a classified project would be like, hey, we're going to go do this, and but people will understand in 20 years why we had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. A Born Black program is Paul and I doing something horrific that we, no one can ever know. We have to be dead before it comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this would have to be Born Black. It would have to be developed, tested, put into orbit. And if eventually it came that we didn't need it and a new technology surpassed it, maybe it's a nanobot swarm, you'd even deactivate it and put it away without ever saying, hey, we used to have this. Yeah, you'd launch it into the sun or something. Yeah, you would never, yeah, you just, you hide that forever, right? Oh, yeah. So. You know it's there. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I keep thinking. Is there an orbital-based directed energy weapon? I mean, think about it, Paul. International Space Station. 220 miles vertical. It's a big, right? That's a, it's a, it's a high altitude, right? Yep. That's, I mean, however, what is that? A million, 220,000 times 5,000. What is that? A, a million feet more than that? No, 220 miles times 5,000, about a yeah. million, right? Give or yep. take a million feet altitude. Okay. The SR 71 did 85. Mm-hmm. The, the tag board did, did 90 to a hundred. X 15 did 315. So yeah. that, Right, big altitude, right? We can agree upon that. We can agree on that. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me, Paul. In terms of total distance, though, just distance straight line, 220 miles is not far at all. Mm-mm. Between us and China, I mean, is that 8,000? That's a big ways away. Our carrier strike groups, that's a long ways away. Mm-hmm. But if you are always 220 miles straight up, you can be over the United States and you can go loiter over China, 220 miles is, that's next door in terms of warfare. You're you as next door. Yeah. Now imagine if it's a laser weapon going yeah. at 186,000 miles a second. Well, that's mm-hmm. clearly a lot faster than even 220 miles a second. But let's say some, for whatever fucking reason, it doesn't go at the speed of light. It goes a fraction. It goes 220 miles a second. That's still one second. That is near instantaneous striking power. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Why would we not have that? I I share your suspicion that it's really been developed and probably been there a long time. It's probably been there since Reagan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real Star Wars. You're probably. telling me that wasn't brushed off after 9-11? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. We had the laser base, the YAL, right? The laser... the the laser thing we put on a, the nose of a, uh, a 747. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're on warships now. Yeah. You're telling me that's not in fucking orbit. Right. right? It's got to be. The NRO existed for 30 years before anyone even knew the, the agency existed. Yeah. They're up there. Oh, yeah, they are. They're buddy. 100% up there. And the Chinese have probably got them, too. And they've probably got them, too. And mm-hmm. is that is that good? Is that a stabilizing effect? It's hard for me to imagine it's stabilizing when no one knows about it for sure. But well, we would both probably know about them. Mm-hmm. A small group would know that a small group has them, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. They would know. The ones who can use it and who are read in on it both know about it. And that they probably send them an invitation to the testing, probably something like that. And they yeah. probably did it vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, we see you. Yeah, but I mean, 
1947 or 48, the United States actually had public discourse about preemptively nuking the Soviet Union, just killing everyone. Yeah. Killing everyone so that they could never develop a nuke. And when any, any other country got close, we'd nuke them too. Yeah. I'm indifferent yeah. to the idea. I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I'm for it. I can't say I'm against it. Mm, I don't know. Things could be different, but. The CIA didn't think that the the Ruskies weren't. They thought they weren't going to be able to de- uh, detonate a fission bomb until 1955, and then they did it in 49. And all yeah. of a sudden, it was off the table. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, that probably saved a lot of lives. The fact that they developed, they got a. I had a gun at you, and then you whipped out a revolver and put it at me, and it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tens of millions of lives were saved by that. Now. Do we have something like a Nitro Zeus? Because that was 2011. It's been a decade. Yeah. You, maybe we have a Nitro Zeus point 2.0. I mean, maybe I saw, I think it's the in, Infographic channel, maybe Curses Act. What, it was one of those like 10 million person YouTube channels, 10 million subscribers. It's all animated. They do great little videos. But the, the most recent one was like, what would World War Three look like? And it's uh, and it's it's the reason why we've because it's isn't it kind of curious how like we still can't manage to stop Chinese hacking and stealing of our blueprints? Yes, right. We can keep Manhattan Project quiet with one hundred and fifty thousand employees and seven percent of the nation's electrical supply. Yeah, like we know how to keep B two Spirit F one seventeen, and it's kind of odd that ah those Chinamen they did it the rats you know. Yeah, it's kind of some yeah. Molary and Curly Three Stooges, you know, like whoop, 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 whoop. it's like <laughs> it's like doesn't this seem a little fake? Like, well, this guy puts forward this idea of we never stopped it. We did stop it, but what we did was we seamlessly used AI to duplicate those programs closely and made it look like they were actively being so the Chinese would be spying on Let's say right now they were spying on. Let's say text. Let's say text message technology was classified, and we found out that they were spying on Paul and I talking, and we're both employees of Boeing, yeah, or the CIA. What you do is it. It's yes, it's an intel. It's an intelligence coup for them that they've got it. But mm-hmm. if we discover they have it again, we're through the looking glass. If we discover that they are tapping us, but they don't know that we know. It would be very smart, and if you have AI to simulate, don't you don't squash it because now they've now they've gone into hiding again, and they're going to try to steal some other system. Right. You got them right where you want them. You got the mouse coming right up to you, and you got the box with the stick over it, right? Yes. You would simulate us still texting. You would use AI. There are bots online. You would simulate all sorts of things, us texting each other, asking how you're doing, sharing links and stuff. But you do it with these classified programs. You would just make duplicates. Exactly. And then you could lead them down some stray path to where they think they've got a beat on every U.S. program. As soon as war starts, they know how to. But the reality is, is we have them fighting bogus shit that doesn't exist. It's just. It's a 2021 version of the 1944 and 45 use of inflatable tanks that aircraft couldn't tell the difference of. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. I hope that's what's going on. 
I hope that all that data, the terabytes they stole on the F-35 were all spoofed. You got to think that, I mean, isn't it a little, a little hairy, you know? Oh, those, those Chinese again, they did it. I never knock over this webcam and I've done it twice this episode. Shows how excited I get with Paul. And we get worked up. Yes. But but doesn't it seem a little, you know, a little Tom and Jerry-ish? Well, yeah, but it's on the other hand, it's not the first time that the United States government has, has seen a little Tom and Jerry-ish. Had a fast one pulled on them, right? Exactly. But whenever yeah. we do have a fast one pulled on us, we always come back with overwhelming force. Sputnik, right? We got embarrassed. I don't know if yeah. you knew this, but the Soviet Union actually went through the UN after they launched Sputnik, and they offered uh, space aid to the United States as a sort of insult. Kind of like yes. we would to a third world nation, like, "Hey Nigeria, do you need help with like your crops?" They offer to the United States. Does you know? Does the does the does the Truman? Does the Eisenhower administration? Would they like some help getting into space? Because we can help them. Which is <laughs> right. So what do we do? We put a fucking man on the moon. Yeah. Big dick. Right. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. We came back and just we put that fucking red, white, and blue sausage on their face. Right. So we did. And they and. We came back so strong. You got to think. They shot down the U-2. Did we walk away? No. Eisenhower said, build one higher and faster. So we made the SR-71, which could outrun a sunset. Yeah. Yeah. We fuck, fuck you. We're going to stop. Right. This is America. Yeah. For better or worse, our arrogance knows no end. So. Yes, we've had our a fast one pulled on us. They've stolen the F-35 shit. I mean, do you really think this is... But I mean, this is... I'm 30 years old, and I can remember this recurring story for almost half my life. The Chinese have stolen more information. Yes. You think for 15... Sputnik happened once. You 2 happened once. And then we came back, and Sputnik, beep, 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 and then we go to the moon. They shot down the U-2, so we create the SR-71 Blackbird. Right. I can't help but think that there is something as astronomically advanced than, oh, rats, they did it. I'll get them next time. Like Scooby-Doo, you know, pull so, off the mask. <laughs> they were Chinese all along. I would have succeeded if it weren't for these pesky kids. These pesky Chi-Coms, they, and, they, and they're running away, you know, and we're oh, like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Doesn't it seem they were odd? Buying all these F thirty fives just to fool the Chinese. Why? Right? By God, will show them. Yeah, trick them into buying all this stuff. Doesn't it seem weird? One point five trillion sunk into the F thirty. Bullshit. Eighty percent of that's probably going into the B twenty one or the yeah. directed energy weapons in orbit. Right, the rail guns or the yeah. Oh, you did? Did you see that article about the the destroyer that uh, sank a simulated enemy ship at 250 miles the other day with the use of a drone. But it simulated? It was a virtual ship. I want real. So I'm what not, that means is they didn't... not worried about virtual. No. I'm not worried about virtual. But that's the use of a targeting drone for 250 miles. That's quite a shot. It is. It's, it's not nothing. No, it's not nothing. But I... I don't know, man. I don't. I. I just don't look. There's one of two options. It means that the. Well, there's one of three options. It means that the Chinese have surpassed us in every way, and they can bully us. In which case, they already would have taken Taiwan. Okay? Right. Two. 
it would be that the entire U.S. government is completely saturated with loyalists to the CCP, which I'm not saying is off the table. Mm. However, or three, Uncle Sam acts in the same way that it has again and again and again. If I slap you seven times in a row on the eighth time, are you going to say there's one of three possibilities? Tommy's going to not slap me, he's going to kiss me, or he might slap me again. (laughs) I'm probably going to hit you again. Yeah, yeah. So just looking at things like the hydrogen, the Soviets detonated an A-bomb. So we, they went, David Lilienthal met, went and met with Truman. It was a seven-minute meeting. Truman said, can the Soviets do it? And they said, eventually. And Truman said, well, go ahead. And they put more money into that than even the Manhattan Project. Right. They, you detonate a nuke, we're going to create a thermonuclear weapon. Fuck you. America, where, where arrogance knows no bounds. You put a, a, a metal basketball in orbit fucking we're gonna go hit a golf ball on the moon it's so these are all the slaps yeah but is that still our mindset tommy right now very true we're we're apologizing for who we are all across the country all across the world again american exceptionalism is no longer fashionable now is that a front i don't think so yeah i'm tend to you know we do have human blood-filled shoes. We might just be degrading as a society. I think we might be facing that, yes. Now, if China starts to catch up even more and overtake us, are Elon Musk's starships, are those the new, what is it, the, what were the ships? The the Nina, the Santa Marina, the, was the Pinta. it? The Pinta? Yes. Are the... Are the new things? Are we going to go to a, a new world to escape what oppression? Where are we going to go to a new world, though? I mean, Mars—they finally generated oxygen. Okay, th- what I say is this: think it's the 1500s or whatever the fuck those ships came over. 1600s, right? When did they come over to Plymouth? 1492. Oh, oh that was well, Columbus. Plymouth Rock was that was 16, right? Yeah. So whatever, 1600. The UK, for all intents, that was the hub of, that was the bee's knees. That was the best of the best. That was the newest iPhone. Yep. The method of getting to the United States on a wooden ship, you wasn't guaranteed. And once no. you got there, it wasn't that you were going to land at another city. You were leaving the pinnacle of civilization to the unknown. Best case scenario, it was an undeveloped land with an unknown climate and geography infested with savages. And bugs. And bugs and disease. Best case scenario. But what did a lot of people do? They got on it. They went over, killed everyone, and then developed the greatest nation in the history of the planet. What is SpaceX? We're leaving the pinnacle of society on a uh, transportation method that is not guaranteed. And once we even get there, best case scenario, we we can farm potatoes fertilized by our own shit. There's just one major difference, what? and that's oxygen. <laughs> yeah, but if I, you're you're getting into the nitty gritty, Paul. And this is—I right. just that's a bit of a nitpick. I, I admit. Yeah, it's a you know what? Leave oxygen at it. Yeah, I get it. Oxygen, you need O2 and water. It's but you know, you're 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 getting lost in the fine print. You have water there though, so you're halfway there. Halfway there. Halfway there, and they did just generate some oxygen. So, so. Is that is that the fallback plan? We're gonna let the Chinese have it and head for new frontiers. It wouldn't be letting the Chinese have it. It would mean that the Chinese no the, the 
primary is always to vanquish the Tricoms from the planet and set up another century of American exceptionalism. It's not that we let them have it. It would mean that they've taken over, infiltrated our government at every level, and they looked at it as, hey, let's let the Tricoms win. They can set up a uh, dictatorship, and then we can truly be power-hungry psychopaths because right now we're restricted by those those pesky constitutions and Bill of Rights. Maybe. And if that's the case, do we hop on some starships? I'd be first in line. First in line. Why did you see Elon Musk this week said, look at this. Mars is not for the wealthy. Most people go will die. Is this not Plymouth Plantation? Plymouth Rock, whatever the fuck it is? You bet. When we look back, we have to wonder what possibly drove them to do that. Freedom, baby. What possibly drives people from leaving the wet, the East Coast to get in a wagon and go to the West? The potential to go get gold, to, to have what? A better life. Yeah. If the Chicoms yeah. are taken over and the Uyghurs are no longer an exception, but the norm, there's organ harvesting on a mass scale. Yeah. There's no one countering them. There's no counterbalance. COVID might be the least of our worries. You're painting a dark picture, my brother. I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm painting a, a realistic picture. What would lead people like myself, who always have gone, I'm not getting on a fucking starship, I'm staying here. At a certain point, you come to terms with, regardless if America vanquishes the CCP, and we set up the best nation, the best century of America yet, you still die. So death comes no matter what. If it seems like the Chinese are going to take over and it's just going to be a, a prison planet, Why not fucking put on our powdered wigs, grab an old 13-star American flag, and be like, you know, part two, baby. <laughs> fucking dr- I'll be there. I'll be drummer boy. You'll be playing the flute. We'll have Dale. Well, you know what? I think at the very least, there's a pilot for an intriguing TV series. Very much. And you have an in. I have an in. You bastard. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I I think create, creatively, we're both contributing to this idea. Paul, I can't wait until that's not a green screen, and that is your you as you are a, a CEO of a massive multimedia conglomerate. Yeah, that is your corner office. That would be sweet, Paul. What, if, would... what if you snowball into just some TV megastar in the next like five years? Well, I'll remember you. Don't worry. I'll remember the little people. You'll throw me some peanuts? I will definitely throw you some peanuts, yes. Because we know everybody's crazy for a talk show that talks about the Chicago Mafia. It's uh, it's marketing genius. I mean, it's that or just brain-dead dribble or hyper-polarized left versus right news. Probably right. are. People are probably like, fuck it. It's all there's deep fakes, there's bots, no one knows what's real and what's not. You can issue a fake news and pull out a retraction quietly a week later. I think you might be surprised. I mean I mean, clearly people are turning to this podcast which says, which says a lot about the state of society. They're tuning well, into this puppy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's quite the contrary because so many options are out there, yet they still are gravitating towards you. That says something about the quality of your stream of thought. Oh, you. Making me blush. Plus, your acoustic towels are very attractive. Oh, thank you, sir. I need to yeah. I need to put up the American flag again, but I'm kind of tempted not to because I love the tile look. 
Ties are badass. I know, but I also don't want to like look like some like I'm ashamed to be like I hate when like Rogan when he moved to Spotify he no longer had the flag behind them. Right. And I was always right. like, dude, fuck that. Like, I have the flag because to me it's like a representation of like there is free speech and I'm allowed to say whatever I want even if it's controversial, even if it's incorrect, and I'm allowed yeah. to be taught new things by people. Why don't you put a nice flag sticker right there on your little microphone? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of pussy. Pussy floating. T-shirt. Oh man, maybe I should just spray paint the tiles. Well, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. I just think they look badass. They I look like love a fantastic, futuristic I spaceship love. thing. Oh man, look at that! Oh, yeah. You have got a sweet setup there, my man. Thank you, sir. Right, we got some lights up there. The, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, have, have I showed you my cooling system? No. Ah, fuck. Oh, my gosh. So I have 2001 a space odyssey. I have I have uh I have HVAC tubes running from my from my ceiling up to a box fan next to my laptop. Hey, $20 for the box fan, $14 for the HVAC tubing, $34 MacBook cooling system. I can nice. overclock it better than 2001 a space odyssey. Stay right here, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no one can say you're not spontaneous, my friend. My newest, my newest hoodie. Ooh, was a design I did like a year and a half ago. Yeah, but I finally put it on a hoodie. He is. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Come on, come on. Oh, open the bay doors, Hal. So, <laughs> I love that. So what it is is it's the ape, just like uh-huh. savage, primitive, mm-hmm. going up. So we have DNA, obviously evolution. In between the DNA symbols, it's cuneiform, the earliest written language. Ooh. I can't remember what I wrote. It was some something about evolution of man. Mm-hmm. Um, on the sides are actual – these are actual uh, – Scans of those like those cave paintings in France from like twenty thousand. Oh yeah, years the Lascaux caves. Yes. Yeah. So that that's not like I didn't make those. That is like real, actual, artistically accurate uh, scans of the cave paintings. Um, and those are the cuneiform characters. I don't remember what I spelled. It was something about yeah. And then leading up to the top, Hal nine thousand, and on the cuffs, the moon. The moon. Man, man, you gotta market this stuff, man. I do. I, I got a merch store. Oh man, I got, I got a merch. I got a merch store for the podcast, dude. There's a ton of cool shit on there. Shameless plug. I mean, I can plug whatever the fuck I want. It's my podcast. It's such a can. That. That's a good looking hoodie. Like on the sides. I do. Yeah. Damn. You look fine. Oh, you. Fine. Mighty fine. Hey, you. Pretty yeah. badass hoodie, though, right? It is a badass hoodie. Dude, there are some awesome ones. I'll send you the other videos of the new ones I got. Yeah, link me up. I will. That's, uh, that's, I have not, 
I think they're badass. You know, everyone always has merch for their stuff, and it's they they make them with some other website, and it's just like the, their logo and a breast pocket. These are these cover a hundred percent of the surface. These are all original designs by me, one man team. I mean, come on now, come on. Uh, Who the fuck else has this shit? Nobody, nobody has that shit. Nobody. I can no. actually say best merch in the game. It clearly is the best merch I've ever seen. Oh, you. I love it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Paul, let's wrap this one up. It's been a pleasure. And we need a part two with the UFOs and UAPs. Like we clearly, How did we not get to that? How did, uh, what happened? We, we, we didn't want to blow our load early, so we did the foreplay of China. Uh, we did. We touched on that. You're right. We did, didn't we? We'll climax. We'll cli- How about next week? Yeah, next week I can do it. How about same time? Do, will, so. Or do, do you not know that far ahead? No, I think Thursday at 4 is good. Next well, Thursday not for you. Four, UFO part two? I think so. I think so, too. All right, my friend. Paul, I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on. I love you, my friend. Oh, you. Thank you for coming on. It's been too long. And this episode was a reminder to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's why I had Paul on every other week, most of 2020. You're a (laughs) badass dude, man. I do love having you on. I love spitting with you back and forth. We just uh, have fun. We do. And, um... You know, if America doesn't win in the end, well, we'll be executed for anti-Chinese rhetoric. <laughs> we so, have sealed our fate. We have. So uh, that's like John Hancock signing extra large letters. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, you China. Dongfeng missiles. <laughs> as we hang, our, our families are crying as our lifeless bodies are hanging in front of Tiananmen Square. As long as we can wear your merch. <laughs> Instead of the black hoodie, the black That's right. <laughs> our bodies will be the the executioner will put these over our heads. There we go. Before they, I'll be like, I'll be like TPC merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my brother! All right, man. Thanks for coming on, Paul. I'll, All right. I'll let you know when it's up. I've got gigabit Ethernet now, so it actually it uploads in like an hour instead of seventeen hours. Amazing. Big dick energy, man. Sweet. Huge. <laughs> fucking merch. It's just, can you even? All right. Which, if we keep doing this, we're just going to end up jerking each other off, which I'm not opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brother. All right, Paul. I love you, man. Stay safe. I'll send you when it's up. And uh, next week, 4 p.m. your time, Thursday, right? See you then, my man. Fuck yeah, man. Take care, Paul. Bye. Peace.